0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com and I am back with another betting show uh, as uh, a very fun card, uh, for fun main event anyway, maybe a fun card is a bit of a stretch there, but a fun main event between uh, Corey Sandegin and, and Sonja goes down over in the UFC Apex again, it feels like the 1000th UFC Apex show, but look. That's the world we're living in. Well, do you know what? It's not no longer the world we're living in, to be honest. But it's the world the UFC seem to be uh, happy to keep living in. Um, despite uh, saying the contrary for a long time. But that's what we have anyway. And that's, uh, that's what we're going to be seeing this week. Hopefully it's not as much mayhem as we had last week. Uh, where I was like, do you know what, everyone? Stick your bets in the comment section. We'll read them out next week. And by the time everyone had <laughs> watched the show, or almost by the time the show was out... All the fights are up in mayhem. None of the bets are any more good. And everyone was kind of looking back into uh, uh, at what bets they were going to do. So uh, maybe this week will be a little bit different. If you're listening to this, maybe on Thursday, Friday evening, having a look at the bets, you're going to your local bookmakers or whatever it might be, you're looking online. Throw me down in the comment section below see what bet are you betting on Sonja Long Sandhagen are you going to throw him on at someone like an Auntie Hernandez or a Pat Sabatini I know a couple of weeks ago we had someone in uh, I was on one of the USC Paris shows and everyone was saying this one who was it I can't remember exactly who was on the, on the, uh, on the undercard why, why is he not on your bet he should be the lock and everything so let me know your lock let me know your lock of the week in the comment section below it doesn't have to be plus 500 or anything like that but uh, let me know and if you have a big plus 500 bet as well let me know your flyer of the week so I'll put that in the comment section below. Um, last week's bets obviously were kind of thrown into the dispute. Although very close, we were very very close to hitting the flyer last week. I said Johnny Walker first round KO. He got the first round finish, but it was a submission. And you know, as luck would have it, in in my bookmakers where I uh, where I put on my bets, or actually I start, I started with a new one there recently, and um, they they had a, a special. Johnny Walker By either KO or submission And I was You know I was going to do the bet That I told everyone last week And I was like You know what That's like a higher price And it was even a better price So I was like Come on Let's do that Back that And I, was, and I saw Look Yeah did it the, 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 <laughs> the ticket cashed And we got Johnny Walker By submission Now I I not I predicted I did predict Like It, it was an interesting fight I obviously want to uh, Relitigate that fight Or anything like that as isn't this show But uh, I think it's If we're looking forward To bets in the future Um I think if you didn't back Johnny Walker to win that time, even if you didn't even just back him straight up, I think it was a good price to win straight up. You've probably missed out on that price now because I think there was a gap between people watching MMA and what I talked about last week and the bookmakers there. we, we Do you know what? We used to see that all the time in MMA before. Uh, with, you know, I think people who were around betting a long time before me were talking about even Anderson Silva when he came in against Chris Lee. Well, maybe he wasn't the underdog necessarily, but I think he was a pretty good price. And, you know, McGregor, when he came into the UFC, I know a lot of people over here made a lot of money. And I remember the, actually the night of uh, uh, UFC Dublin. I remember seeing a guy with, a, with a, like five or six different tickets that had all cashed and were all pretty good prices because a lot of the people just you know they didn't know the local fighters that time it was very well not necessarily very but it was it was harder to watch places like cage warriors than it is now and if someone let's say a paddy Pimble or whoever comes over from cage warriors you know them or an ian gary whereas back then it was a lot harder so i think there is still a bit of that there is still a bit of that um but uh, not, as, not as much as usual. And I feel like that Johnny Walker one was one, but it will be fixed because his performance from two performances ago <clears throat> and his performance from the last performance kind of melded into one, I think, for the bookmakers, where it should have been the opposite way around, where he showed good things in the first one, tried to change it for the second one, and maybe got it right in this one, even though he struggled for a bit at the start. Anyway, uh, that's, uh, I suppose, a, a bigger conversation for another day. And uh, let's get into our bets before we do that. Uh, please bet responsibly. I have to say it every week. Don't go overboard. Don't go mad. As I said, like I did last week, keep it fun, and uh, we'll all uh, we'll all be able to watch this every week and have great fun watching it. So uh, let's uh, let's do that. Right, first bet of the week. Um, I, I'm going for Andrea Feely, who is uh, minus uh 112 you can get him at slightly better prices uh, in other places slightly worse in other places too i see him actually up here as, as much as minus 130 uh, for his fight against bilaljo bilaljo is around even money i see him minus 106 here in one place so it's a very very close fight uh, in terms of the the betting numbers there um the reason i'm going for andre feely Fili- You know, okay, he hasn't had a great time over the last while. He's, you know, he's been out for a while, and then he's had losses and stuff. He hasn't won a fight since back uh, in twenty twenty. That was a good win over Charles Jordan. You know, okay, he had a tough loss in a very close fight against Nathaniel Wood there uh, a couple of weeks ago. But he's been on, you know, a good run and looking good since that. And okay, he's lost to Bryce Mitchell. There's no no shame in that, and he got caught in forty one seconds against uh, Breto, and the one before that was, um, you know, an eye poke. So we can't read in too much into that. I just think if you look at him here in in this fight with Bellagio, and this may be a team of of some of my picks for today, I'm kind of going for the the better better athlete is maybe a harsh way of saying it, but the kind of the faster, looser guy on the outside to win here. That's what I'm going for in, in a lot of these matchups. Now, if this gets into, I think, a war of attrition, and it's like a back and forth with loads of takedowns and things like that. I know, uh, like Bill Algio, we saw him in against Herbert Burns in a fight which I will talk about again in, in a few minutes. Um he, you know, he 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 destroyed him basically. You know, he was able to um you know, he was able or, or sorry, I won't talk about that fight, I'll talk about another another Herbert Burns fight uh, in a minute. Um but anyway, or are we like I don't know? Forget Forget that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was that Herbert Burns fight. Where do you, do you know where what he did? It was actually it reminds me. I'm, ta- I'm going to be talking about, um, uh, about Pat Sabatini uh, later on, uh, and I was looking at one of his fights, and he did a very similar thing to in his fight that uh, Algio did in this fight, where he kind of where you get into a, a clinch, and maybe this is a better point for that uh, for 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 that chat, but you get into the clinch, and you kind of just. Pull a guy to the ground or fall to the ground. I think Herbert Burns did it to Bilaljo here, but Pat Sabatini did it in one of his fights, which I think was a great thing. The problem I have with it here in this one is if 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 Bilaljo gets the fight to the ground that way, or if he gets taken down that easy that way, I think that could be a problem with Andrea Feely as well, because you don't want to. No, the the reason I'm saying that is you don't want to give up anything easy against Feely, right? you you really don't like that Burns kind of pull guard let him get you to where he wants to get you that's that's not a good sign okay I mean, you're probably thinking okay he's pulling guard and all of that and, and what what can you really do about it but I, I just think and it worked out well for Bill Algio, don't get me wrong but if you do that sort of thing against him what what's to say you won't do it again and what's to say you won't do it against a against guy like uh, like Andre Feely like uh, and I'm not just saying pulling guard, but like getting into a range with him where he wants to fight. Like I think, Look what Bilaljo, I think, needs to do here. He needs to get in very close and hit. work the body, I think, is a big part of it. Make it a dogfight, go for takedowns, push him against the cage, uh, and make it just a tough, rotten fight. Catch him with a big shot. Um, but why, why I started this with the... He needs um the better athlete to win it than Andrew Feely. I think Feely needs to do the opposite of that. He needs to stick and move, work on the outside, move his feet. Something which I'll talk about in the main event as well. I think it'll be very similar. But I think that's what he needs to do to win this fight, Andrew Feely. And I also think that I talked about the rest in there, and Aljo maybe needed a couple of takedowns. I think maybe Feely, you know, a good thing. Sometimes Feely gets caught up in fights and he gets hit and he like he usually wins those fights, and I think he'd probably win that fight against Bilaljo. But in some fights, then he gets hit and he gets hurt. And I don't like. It's not that he doesn't have a good shin, It's that I think he's maybe tested it one or two too many times. Forget me. And I don't think now Bilaljo is not the biggest hitter in the world or anything like that. You know, he has uh, four knockouts and sixteen wins, four knockouts and 22 fights in total. So, you know. He's not exactly Junior Dos Santos <laughs> out here or anything like that. But you don't want to get into that fight. And I feel like adding in a few takedowns might help. Um, now, Aljo can wrestle himself and he pushes the guys against the fence himself. We, we saw famously in the brynall Locknan fight, though he can be taken down as well. So I think a more intelligent all-around game plan here from uh, Andre Feely might be the way forward. And, you know, he's also... Um, fighting out of team Alpha Male if I'm not mistaken which is the same gym as Song Yedong in the main event so I'm sure the two of them have been right in there together in their preparations for this fight and that can only help Uh, Feely especially but Song Yedong as well and you know Pelagio is... Probably like a Song Yidong light, if you want to put it that way, in terms of he's a, a not a, sim, I wouldn't say he's a similar sort of fighter, but if you get me like he walks forward like Song Yidong walks forward, he throws the right hand inside, he gets inside close, goes for a few takedowns. You know, I, I don't think he's as maybe Song is as agricultural as him pushing you against the fence and things. But if you can spar well and do well against Song Yilong, I think you would probably have a good chance of doing well against Bill Algeo. So, uh, yeah, just overall, I think I'll, in conclusion here, I think Al Algio will struggle um, in certain areas against Feely if it stays away from the dogfight territory. I think if Feely can kind of, um, you know, get that underhook. Risk control against the cage turn out and push him away i think he can win from range if he throws a few of those flying knees maybe even does get taken down once pushes the head down gets straight back up gets a takedown of his own yeah i i think that sort of like there, there's a fight here i think where it does go a bit mad and feely still wins it if you get me he i think it'll need to be a very specific type of fight for Algia to win it and um can that happen yeah Absolutely. The, the betting is close because of that. But I, I, I will probably have the, I'll probably have a little bit wider here for, for, um, for Feely, I think. So I'm going for him at that price. Uh, minus, uh, what was a minus I'm going for him at that. Okay. Uh, my next bet, the guy I just talked about Pat, Pat, a minute ago, Pat Sabatini, uh, to beat Damon Jackson. A very interesting fight, you know, two kind of tough-nosed wrestlers. It's funny, I went back and I watched some of Damon Jackson this morning, and uh, I I don't know why, but maybe I don't have... um, I didn't have him down as... And I don't know why, maybe it was just my memory, but as like tough nose and slick of a wrestler, maybe as he is. Now he's a lot of submissions, obviously, you know, we got he gets a lot of finishes uh when the fight does hit the ground. But and you know, we, we remember his losses, I suppose, to had Taporia and uh, back in, in LFN, just looking at his record here in on Sherlock lost to Kaby Bulov, who is, you know, obviously a very strong wrestler, but a good striker as well. But Taporia we know is a is a very, very good striker. Um I I think this one his kind of, you have a 31-year-old wrestler who's 5'9 in Pat Sabatini, right? And then you have a, a 5'11, 34-year-old wrestler in Damon Jackson. And I just I just wonder what those extra few years on the road for Damon Jackson kind of show here. Um, I, I was thinking, as I was watching both of their fights, I, I was thinking the only difference here relative... That Damon Jackson might have is that height, and when I see here, it's only two inches. Maybe it's, maybe it's not as big. I, I, do you know what I'm going to be very interested in weighing in and maybe maybe staring out, staring down to see maybe the, the height discrepancy? Because sometimes you you see, you know, five eleven, five nine, and one lad looks like Stefan Struve, and the other lad looks like you know Demetrius Johnson or something. <laughs> that can happen as well in, in MMA. These things happen in MMA as, as we as we know. But uh, I think. That's the only thing that Damon Jackson might have if Sabatini kind of struggles to kind of get in low and get in against him and he maybe can push the head down, or maybe when the fight gets to the clinch, they can get up tall and, you know, get the um you know, maybe even the overhooks on both sides and pull him up and you know, get that head uh, you know, past uh past belly button level or hip level or whatever it might be. Um I think that's where Jackson will need to uh need, need to do his business here, but I, I I think he's going to struggle. I don't think he is, and I, I'm going for Pat Sabatini minus one eighty-five. Honestly, I think that's a very good price for uh, for Sabatini. Um, he is, you know, he's up as far as minus two fifteen here in some places. I see, actually, you can get him as good as minus one eighty as well. So there's a, I think people the um, betting odds are are, are that's there's a, there's a big gap between minus one eighty and minus one um, uh, two fifteen. So. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, the difference here, and I'll say it again, I, athleticism. I just think Pat Sabatini is a stronger, faster guy. I think he's better striking as well. Um, uh, as I said, but similar to the last fight, I think he'd be able to come in. Uh, it, it, no, this is the opposite way around here to the, the winner I'm picking this one. I think he will be able to get inside and he will be able to land more. But you see Sabatini early in his fights. Um, he, uh, He's the type of guy who will like, Hamza Chimayev goes straight for the ankle, Take it out. Doesn't always, but he can do that. And the, the point I was making with the Herbert Burns fight earlier, where he pulled guard and it went very badly for him. There was a fight I was watching of of, um, uh, of Pat Sabatini. Let me just see if I can find who it was here again. Uh, I I think it was a TJ Laramie fight. I think it was, where he got into the clinch against him. And he's very similar to what Herbert Burns did, pull guard. And Lar- it was the Laramie fight, 100%. Laramie got on top. And maybe he was on top for... 45 seconds-ish and landed a couple of shots but then Sabatini turned it over and got on top. He got All he needs is like a wrestling mat. Get a bit of space. Get in on maybe a single leg or a high crotch or whatever Maybe or, a, you know, just turn him over a little bit on the ground. Get a bit of an angle and he's going to turn it and end up on top. That's how good he is. Like, it, a lot of the times like the Burns fight, Burns is working on his jiu-jitsu there. He's happy from the bottom around the top but he's bang, back in jiu-jitsu. He's back in a finish there right? All Sabatini's back in those sort of positions are the positions themselves and he's back in the fact that he can, if he gives up a a bad position for one second that in, you know, 45 seconds later he can win a better position out of it and that's exactly what he did in the Laramie fight and that's what he's done in, in multiple fights as well. Now, that can be a bad thing if you come up with a higher, against a higher level. And maybe Jackson is that. Because you know, Jackson is a very good wrestler too. I think they said he was an NIA All-American or something like that. Or, you know, he was, So he's a, he's a good wrestler too. But I just think Sabatini's better. I just think he's a better wrestler. I think he will be more cognizant this time of giving up a bad position against Jackson because he knows what Jackson is. But I do think still he'd be able to... And, and look, that's where the striking comes into it as well. Because if he can strike for a bit with Jackson, take the takedown where he needs to take it at the time he needs to take it, I think that'll be even, even more success for him. So, I think Sabatini will win this one. Um, look, some if you want to do a t- talk about the uh, the elephant in the room as well of two wrestlers fighting, maybe it'll turn into a kickboxing match. I haven't seen anything from Jackson really that it would show that he is going to win a kickboxing match against Sabatini now maybe I'm wrong No, I haven't said that right neither of these two guys are amazing strikers <laughs> there, there's no okay, this is not going to be Canelo against Triple G or anything in here lads uh, make no mistake about that but I do like Sabatini's power work inside and he's th- against the taller guy as well working to the body is going to going to be good for him and uh, yeah I'm just going to go for Sabatini overall uh, minus uh, 185 next bet I'm going for here I'm going for Sarah McMahon uh, and I have an awful soft spot for Sarah McMahon. I always betting her plus one, two, three here to beat uh, Aspen lad. Um, I, I think this is a very good price, if I'm being honest. I really do. Uh, I, I think Aspen lad is one of those fighters who is like, you know, she started off her career and she obviously, you know, she went on, on a, a great run, winning, what was it, uh, eight fights in a row? Yeah, eight, no. And she beat good people like, you know, Lena Landsberg, Sajari Eubanks, Tanya Evinger, and all. And then she kind of, the, the, the level went up. She lost to Jermaine me. I was like, we remember that one. We go, okay, write that one off, which, whatever you want to do. Did Norman DeMont and Raquel Pennington as well. And I think that kind of step back will either be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, people gave out about the, the coaching in one of her recent fights and didn't like that. I, I, I'm i not... I wasn't necessarily that I didn't... I liked it or didn't like it. I was thinking, is it right for a certain person? I wonder, is it right for Aspen lad, you know? And I don't, I don't think she's left that gym or anything so is that going to benefit her? Like, is she going to make the improvements after those fights that she needs in a fight? Like she's going to get here against Sarah McMahon, because the thing is, look, Aspen lad, she, I would say she's a good all around fighter. She can do a bit of wrestling. She can do a bit of, of striking, I wouldn't say she's a massive standout in in any area. You know, she has she has good power, I suppose, for the division, six knockouts in her nine wins, which is pretty good, and one submission there as well. So she is a finisher. Whereas um, Sarah McMahon on the other side of it, then you you know, you probably wouldn't say that about her. She has seven finishes and thirteen fights and seven decisions. Uh, uh, sorry, six finishes and seven decisions, five by submission, only one knockout. So, look, we know what Sarah McMahon is going to try to do. Is she, is she, was she a silver medalist in, in the Olympics or something like that? She's a very good wrestler. She's going to try to get in here. 41 years of age now. This is one of the last opportunities for her. She needs to win this fight as well. This is a massive pressure fight for Sarah McMahon. But she's been on a good run uh, over the last while. Look, she, Okay, she lost to Juliana Pena, the, the champion, a while back. But she beat Carl Rosa before that. She beat Lena Landsberg as well. And okay, she lost a few fights. But this is her opportunity. This is really her last opportunity to get towards the title. And... She needs to do all she can. We saw her. She added back in the wrestling more in that Carol Roosevelt. Um, and I think that's what she needs to do here. And, uh, you know, it might not be rocket science, but I think, well, why, look what you do against someone like Aspen Ladd, who I think is the sort of person who looks for the opportunity or kind of, do you know what she do you know what she's reminding me of a little bit, right? Do you, do you know what those holly Holm fights where you see her like throwing shots from the outside and like missing by about a hundred miles? Ladd is a little bit like that as well, but kind of more uh <laughs> what would the word be? Uh juvenile in her approaches to doing it, I would say. And she she kind of gets in closer than Holly Holmes. Like Holly Holmes almost uses that range as a weapon, even though it's literally not a weapon because it's not doing any damage. But she kind of, she bamboozles people with it at times, you know, and that's maybe how she's had a lot of success. Whereas I think Aspen lad kind of, it, it, it's not look a lot of time, but it's, you're kind of barreling into a range where, if you met someone who's a higher of a level, they're either going to tie you up, push you against the fence, win like two minutes of the fight, or take you down, or they're going to land a big counter shot and knock you out, right? Sarah Man's not going to do that. But the clinch part of it, if she can do that and get a takedown from that clinch, I think it's, it's massive. Like, you, lad in those positions, why she has been so successful is she's usually the bigger, stronger woman in those positions with the better technique, but will she be that against Sarah man? I really think that's where the fight is going to go. Now, maybe, maybe she'll come out and land one big shot and knock out Sermon, man. I, look, it could happen. Without a shadow of it, that could happen. But I'm kind of banking on this fight going into that clinch and the battle for who's going to be stronger with better technique is going to win it there. And it's hard to bet against McMahon in that. I, I think that lad will be a little bit... I think she's naturally bigger. And I think she will be a little bit stronger. But you can't bet against McMahon's strength you know, she is, she is strong, she is strong, there's no doubt about that, and you just look at her, and you'll you'll see how strong she is, but she also has that wrestling technique, and it just takes her to win two or three of those battles, get the fight to the ground, stay there on top for, you know, maybe three minutes, land a few shots, and win two rounds out of three, and I read, like, I really, really think. And I look at the, the round, the, the win by decision betting in a while, but I think she can do that. I really do. I think she can do that against uh, Aspenad and I think she can she can win here. So, Sermon, man, plus one, two, three. I like that. I like that bet. Right, the next one here. Um, this was a bet I kind of win. I hummed and hard over. I really did. But I'm going for um, Tony Gravely versus uh, Basharat. To uh, go to a decision And that is minus uh, Sorry, plus 115 Plus 115, either guy to win But the fight to go to a decision um, Honestly I kind of struggled with who I was going to pick To win this I really, really like, I really thought that, I think that plus 135 price In Tony Gravity is a very good price I really do think it's a very, very good price But I I uh, I kind of, ju- I just backed out of it. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, uh, my bet here should be Tony Gravely, but I just backed out of it. And the reason I'm going for this is, right, okay, between plus 135 and plus 115, it's it's a good gap, but not a massive gap. And I, I'm i just kind of, I'm giving Basharas the old shot at maybe winning this fight winning the decision. How, I went back and I watched some of both of them, and I, I watched a lot of Tony Gravely, so I didn't need to, to watch too much of him. But look, Tony Gravity's Uh, A very, very, very good wrestler. Um, Someone who's striking maybe is a little bit misunderstood. I I think people call him a bad striker there at one stage, and I I don't think that's fair. I think he showed that recently as well, that he can strike as well. Uh, But as I said, a very good wrestler. Basharat, you know, good all around, but a very good striker. You know, throw those wheel kicks, throws a lot of kicks to the body. And just watching his UFC fight, I think he's only had one so far, if I'm not mistaken. He kicks to the body way too much for a guy who's going to be fighting a wrestler. And okay, he might switch that up and might not do it, but God almighty, if he throws one or two at him, Tony is gonna eat that for breakfast. And he's just gonna catch that leg, put him down, and there's a round one because gravity doesn't get off you. Gravelly is an insanely good wrestler. Uh and honestly, I think Basharad's very, 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 very good. Very good. And I think he is potential to be top 15, top five. You never know. You're right. Um but at this stage of his career, I think this is a really tough matchup. I think Tony Gravely is one of those guys. I don't I don't think he, he's not ranked at the moment, I don't think, but he's the type of guy, I think that, he, I think he's underrated. I really do. I think he's extremely good. But I do think if he wins this fight, I think he'll win it by decision, right? And uh, so I've I've given him to win by decision as, as the bet, but maybe Batarik can win the decision as well, just the fight to go to the distance. Now, I say that because what if gravity does get the fight to the ground can't land much and keeps there for like three minutes but in the two minutes they're standing he stays a bit defensive but he land, he he eats two or three big shots we know how judging works these days lads all it takes like basharak will be on his feet for three minutes in this fight and win a decision it's what it, re- it really is, I think, one of those fights. And a lot of it has to do with gravelly on the ground. Now, gravelly usually throws some good ground among the years ago, but there are times as well where he's just laying on you for three rounds and not, or three minutes and not landing much, or three rounds, in fact. Um, and that's kind of what I'm giving myself a bit of a back there. So uh, the fight to go to a decision, either guy to win it, plus 115. There you go. That's the bet for this week. Right. The main event and the flyer of the week, all in one. I'm going for Corey Sandhagen to win by KO TKO at plus 450. That's my flyer for the week, plus 450. Uh, straight up, Sandhagen is the favorite, minus 181, plus 156 for Song Yidong And I was a little bit surprised to see, not not only is the, that the line, but the line was that wide. And you know what, in some places... There, there's one betting shop here i'm looking at minus 215 plus 164 so sandhagen minus 215 that is a big big gap there a big big gap um no right so well anyone who listens to the show knows what i do i go through the betting odds first i look caesar and stand out uh pick out maybe one or two bets go and watch a few fights for him and then you know watch fights and pick out the rest of the bets so what I did here was I picked out that bet, right? First of all, and then I went to watch, and I watched, I can't remember, I put on just, I looked up Song Yulong, whatever the first or second fight comes up, I clicked it, just skipped a little bit in, and there was Song Yulong just like knocking a lad's back out. I was like, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> did I think, did I think the wrong meta here? Uh, I wonder, I, I looked through it here, but I wonder maybe there's a meta just to fight the, the in via knockout because, I, I can see that too like the, we, we'll get into the over-unders here in, in a second as well but this is I, I really think this is a very very interesting fight Having watched a good bit of both of them now here this morning before uh, preparing for this now either actually either fighter to win by KO TK has plus 160 so that's not a bad bet either but this is the flyer so it's, it's a bit of a a higher flyer um but look <laughs> I I started it again and talking about athleticism, speed, movement on the outside. And that's how Sandhagen wins here. Uh, I watched back parts of his fight with Peter Yan, you know, and Yan not a, a, a massively dissimilar in terms of his kind of plodding forward, landing that big right hand that song Dong is. Um No, someone give out to me for comparing Yan to Songy Dong in the comments. Like, that's all that's take off, don't mind you. Uh In that fight, in the the start of it anyway, his ability to kind of switch stances, to move around, to keep himself safe was really, really good. And you have to do that against Song because he hits like a truck. Now, the thing about Song is, right, if you keep doing that, you have to, you have to remain safe against him. And you have to, And when I said, if you keep doing that, you have to keep doing that. You have to, because if you give him a second and you stop that movement, you become, become any bit predictable. Song is just going to plod forward, throw the kind of, the either the leaping left hook inside, the left hook to the body or a bit of a jab and then come straight up at that right, that tall right hand, I like to call him, and land it and knock you out. He is going to do that. But I think if you can kind of uh, put yourself in intelligent, intelligent danger, like, you know, kind of stick out that chin to know the shot is coming in, pull back away, and do it multiple times over and over and over and have that as like your game plan, but to win from the outside while you're doing that, Song I think is going to get tired because he, he puts a lot into that. As we've seen, Sandhagen doesn't really get tired that much. And I think, like I, I'm giving this Sandhagen to win by TKO. and I could do it in the first round, he could land a flying knee or something like that, he, we've seen that before. But I, again, and I've predicted a few of these pretty well recently, I must say, but I think this is going to be long. Uh, and I think it's going to be a a fourth or fifth round TKO-KO for Sandhagen. I think he's going to tire him out, tire him out, tire him out, and then maybe start catching him, you know, throwing in those leg kicks when Song can't kind of break that distance anymore and he's just standing in the pocket. I think, like, a head kick is going to open up, and I think that flying knee is going to open up as well. Like, I I know I've mentioned it twice now, but I really do think someone who throws that right like that and kind of dips into it but throws it kind of, uh, you know, high, the high right... I think that leaves you open for that flying knee as well, and Sadnagin is tall and big, if, he, if, you know, he might get hit in the shoulder, he might get hit in the chest, but he's trying to throw that flying knee coming inside, and it's going to hit Song in the, on the chin, and it's going to be nighty night, I'm afraid, so, uh, now that's just a prediction, I think it's a very close fight, and I give Song a, a big opportunity here for him to win by knockout as well, I think is a possibility, but, yeah, that's my, um, that's my flyer of the week, that is my flyer of the week, um, Sandhagen to win by TKRKO okay, oh, plus 450 all Right, let's get into some more of the odds Just while we're lo- looking at the main event Let's talk about some more of the odds for that um, The over-unders are very interesting here let's, let's look at plus two and a half rounds So the over is minus 275 The under is plus 200 Four and a half rounds The under is plus 110 You know what that's not bad That's actually plus 140 Sorry I'm just looking at it here That's not bad at all that is not bad at all. Uh, I think it'll be borderline that. I think it could be, you know, the the fourth round, the fifth round. Very interesting. Very interesting line, that one. Um, the fight goes to a decision minus 145 plus 115 for it not to go to a decision. So the fight to finish plus 115. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what I'd be going. Uh, at that price, I, I I wouldn't be betting the price at that. If it was a higher price, yes, that's why I'm looking at Sandhagen plus four fifty there. If you like Song to Win by KO plus I see he's up as far as plus four fifty in some places, plus three twenty-five uh, in other places as well. If you fancy the submission for uh for Corey Sandhagen Plus 900. He's off plus 1300, even uh, in some places as well. Corey Sandhagen, let's just look at his record here again. He's three submissions and, and six knockouts. So, you know, may, maybe Maybe wouldn't be the worst bet in the world. But yeah, for some interesting lines there. Absolutely. Let's run through some of the other fights. Uh, Daniel Zellbuller against Trey Ogden. Uh, Daniel is the favorite there. Minus 300 plus 250 for Ogden. I was looking at Ninja Kawani versus Rodriguez. Um. Njikwani is a minus 130 favourite, plus 110 for Rodriguez. Uh the knockout here. or 205. That's probably what I go for. Um obviously this betting is very close here. Rodriguez is the underdog. I, I think if on look, if in, if Ingekwani wins this fight, he'll so win the buy knockout. That would be my say. So if you're back in this fight, if you're back in Injikwani, you might as well back him by a knockout, plus 205. I think if the fight goes longer, if it doesn't, I think Rodriguez will win it. Honestly, I think Rodriguez is a good fighter, better all around, but Injaquani has that power. Um, so, yeah. This is why, I've definitely looked at this, but I would avoid that one. Uh, Cameron Van Kamp plus one six seven minus one ninety two for Nicholas Mada, the Philly fight I talked about earlier on. Uh, plus sorry minus one fourteen minus one oh six for Algio. Amadovsky is the underdog plus three fifty minus four fifty for his opponent Job Pfeiffer Pfeiffer even. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento plus one forty eight. Tanner Bowser is back. Uh, minus one six seven. Never know what Tanner. Never know with Tanner, honestly. Uh, Nasiminto, yeah. What's the what's the, the finish in that one? Uh, fight doesn't go decision minus two five. Let's see, Nasiminto by KO. You know, I know he likes to to, to to take the fight to the ground and stuff. He's plus. Uh, he's plus one thousand to win by KO. You know, that's, that's heavyweight, isn't it? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it, it is. Uh, let me just make, let me just 100, it is heavyweight, yeah. Um, someone to win in a heavyweight fight by knockout at 10 to 1 seems an awful lot to me. Uh, you know, even if you got to fight to the ground and won by TKO, okay, oh, that'd pay as well, so, you know, that's not a bad, if I'm throwing in another flyer there. Nassiminto TKO KO plus 1000 there you go uh, Damon Jackson in against Pat Sabatini I talked about earlier minus 185 plus 160 for Jackson uh, Hernandez is minus 174 against Barrio plus 149 I think that's just about right Lewis Kosk plus 182 minus 212 for Trevin Giles I've, I like Trevin Giles in that one big price though that's the only thing or small price even uh, Ladd against McMahon McMahon 1, 2, 3 minus 143 for Aspen Ladd. And then the last couple, Denise Gomez and Luma Lockboom. Lockboom is the big favourite there, minus 231, plus 193. I think that's just about right as well. Agapova is the underdog, uh, plus 125 against Janine Robertson, minus 145. And then Javed Basharat, Tony Gravely, very close in the bet, minus 155 for Basharat, the favourite, plus 135 for Gravely. I'd be going for Gravely, lads. I'd be going for Gravely, but... You know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. There's also, there's just actually one other fight uh, I wanted to mention uh, on Octagon this weekend. Is that, the, it is this weekend, yeah. Uh, Alex Lahore against Patrick Klinik. If anyone has watched any of my KSW stuff and I uh, talking to my guy Sean Dini as well, uh, Klinik is very, very good. And if you have um, an ACA, a parlay, maybe he's the sort of guy you would throw into it. Alex de horror former Bama champion, a very, very good fighter as well. Uh, but I think Kalinic will have enough for him there. So that's definitely one I would uh, I would keep an eye on and maybe try into uh, a bet there as well. Um, all right, I will leave it at that. Please uh, let me know in the comment section below over here on YouTube uh, your bet for the week. Let me know just your one bet for the week, your lock of the week. Let me know in the comment section below. All right. I'll leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SharDog.com, and I'll see you all next time.